Hi. How are you? You know what? I want to ask you a question. How's your 2023 going? Keep making those changes. Healthy habits are right around the corner. Austin, what's a healthy habit that you committed to changing? Um, I don't know. I'm still thinking about that. Mm -hmm. It's January 13th. Okay. We're hoping that one of those habits could be making Echo Church home. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, and we also want to encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services, either 9.15 or 10.45 a.m. on Sundays because we'd love to meet you guys. We hope that you will find Echo to be your place, your people, and your purpose. It can be found in one space. It's what we're all looking for. Yes, and lastly, we want to really thank you guys for your generosity because of your giving, we were able to partner with 16 different organizations this last year that are having a local and global impact. Impact like helping with drug and prison rehab programs, helping the homeless through the landing, and helping prevent children all around the world from sex trafficking are just to name a few. Yes, and if you would like to give, please head to our website or Venmo us at We Are The Echo. Actually, not dot church. We Are The Echo Church. Enjoy, Enjoy Echo, Echo Online, Online service. service. Yes, thank you. That I found a friend in Jesus. Your faithfulness is never let me down. You're the rock on which I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. I'm thankful that I have a friend in Jesus. You're always so good. Good to me You're my joy, you know.
All praise to the Lord Most High. If anybody agrees on that, would you just shout amen today? Jesus, you are the name that is above all other names. You are to be praised and you are to be honored. God, as we enter a new year, we ask that you would just be in our driver's seat. You would have all. That your voice would be the loudest and you would guide us. In Jesus' name. And if anybody's excited about Jesus, would you shout amen? Anybody glad they're here at Echo Church today? Most of you, if you didn't know this, we were trying to raise $100,000 uh, by the end of 2022. You remember that year, anybody out there? Uh, in the month of December. And uh, just to let you know, we did it, everybody. <laughs> so not only did we uh, raise $100,000, we raised $110,000, $115,000, $120,000, $125,000, $135,000 in the month. Um, which is amazing. So thank you for your generosity. Uh, and uh, we, we're, we, we, we feel we need to continue to prepare to make a move when that door opens. And so those funds uh, will be allocated. You know, the vast majority of that will be allocated uh, to, to try to make a move on a future building at some point. And so would you do this with us in 2023? Would you pray that the Lord would open that door op- uh, up? You know what I'm saying? Like he would just make a miracle happen. And uh, anyway, so thank you so much. Uh, Christy, our children gave. Yes, our kiddos were bringing in their change and they're continuing to do so. And we had over 62 pounds of change donated to Echo. So our beloved Jen got to go to the bank and we raised $1,055 through the kids bringing in change. So that was really exciting, just seeing the kids' participation. And my heart in this year is that we continue to see kiddos bring their piggy bank. So if you have kids here today who have not received one, just talk to one of the leads in our kids' department. We would love to give you a piggy bank for them to fill up. So Absolutely. that was really exciting. No, it really is exciting because it, it, that means parents are teaching their children how to be generous and how to be faithful with what God has given them, uh, even if it is small even a small one. The two other things I want to say about giving, uh, there was 34 new givers in the month of December. So that is awesome. Can we celebrate that? Um, That's super cool. Uh, And then one thing that really touched my heart behind the scenes was there was two churches that we're just friends with that decided to give us money in this season. No, actually three churches. And uh, man, it's just is super cool. Like we're not alone. We're not doing this by ourselves. We are on the team with so many other uh, churches uh, trying to, to spread the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, moving on, okay. Uh, we are in a brand new series called, Do You Follow Jesus as Close? It was inspired because I was driving up north uh, and I drove past a very cranky old lady with that bumper sticker on the back of her car. (sighs) I kind of knew that's what she'd look like or whoever was driving. I just kind of assumed that and I was like, yep, I'm right. but, but it inspired me, like, 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 you know, I mean, obviously, the number one inspired me, like, to remind you that you're Christians, that Jesus has saved you, that your, his grace is free, and, and you know, not only are you, uh, you know, uh, you could live in heaven in the future, you can live in heaven today, and that there's joy. I mean, what I'm trying to is remind your face to tell other people you love Jesus, too, you know what I'm saying? Um, but at, beyond that, I just thought, man, what a great opportunity for us to draw near Jesus, near to Jesus in this season at the beginning of the year. And so um, I really wanted to make bumper stickers that, that said that, but like when we were talking to a few people, they were like, I won't put that on my car. Let's do a poll right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Would you put a bumper sticker on your car if we gave it to you that said, do you follow Jesus as close? Four of you. About four people, yeah. <laughs> my, We'll get you four. Do you follow the Vikings this close? Oh, there it is. 
Big game today. Um, no, but I, my theory was at least putting an emoji on it, you know, to tell people, you know, tell people we're kind of joking just slightly, you know, we're, we're happy people. But anyway, <laughs> moving on, we didn't print the stickers. Um, according to Inc.com, study shows that 91% of people, um, percent of us won't achieve our New Year's resolution. 91% of people, in fact, Strava, which is an athletic application, uh, has documented over 800 million users uh, in active, as they used it in 2019, quit by January 19th. 19 days to quit your resolution. And that's kind of what we want to lean in today. In fact, Strava has, has uh, called January 19th the official quitter's day, and so... Uh, so, so what we want to talk about today is, our goal is this, is can we equip you to get past January 19th, somebody? You know what I'm saying? It's all we want to accomplish today, but there are a few hangups. Yeah, I think if you look at your life, first of all, if, are you a person who likes to make New Year's resolutions? I'm a New Year's resolution girl. Do you guys like to make them? Andy is not. Andy's just lifestyle guy, which is great. <laughs> but when, I, when, I, when we started thinking about, okay, what is a hang-up that maybe you have? Maybe you lack motivation, so you're unmotivated. Maybe an unfocus. I think a lot of times we have the holiday season and we can roll into this new year and we're like, oh, it's here already. Even today I was driving to Echo going, it's January 1st. I have all these things I need to do. It's January 1st. I have a list that I want to tackle. And I, and I think that sometimes that we can lose focus. I think we're untrained in how can this be a success? How can I not quit? Unequipped. We don't set ourselves up for success. Maybe you're not unequipped with achieving or accomplishing that goal uneducated. Maybe you're a little uncomfortable facing the things that God's calling you to. Or you've been unsuccessful in the past, so why start now? And I think a lot of times we can even be lost. We don't know what direction we're going. And our heart today is to equip you and to allow you in the next 20 minutes to take an evaluation, to check in with yourself, to maybe ask God, what do you want me to do in 2023? This is a great day to take notes, FYI. You're going to want to take notes, whether it's pen and paper, kick it old school, or grab your phone to apply what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. I bought Christy a party game this Christmas. Has anybody heard Riveting. of the game called Wavelength? Nope. Okay, about two people. Um, same people that would put a bumper sticker on the back of their car. Uh, <laughs> we played this, and, 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 and illustratively, I, I thought it would be fun to kind of uh, have a little fun up here, but um, I think a lot of us approach the new year how we approach this game. And, and really what it is is you, you kind of blindly approach uh, what's going on. Behind this little, what we call it, a shroud or something like that, or cover-up, uh, would be a unique kind of bullseye. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Christy a hint. I'm the only one that's going to be able to see where it is. And she's got, by a simple hint, has got to nat put this where she thinks Gauge it might it land. Gauge where it is. Okay, so uh, let me look at it here. No one peek here. Okay, let me... Uh, huh. Just so you know, Andy and I playing games against each other usually doesn't go well. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so... It, yeah, let's do this. So on the right side, and I know you can't read it, but it says etiquette. Etiquette, okay. Which is might as, might as well just say Andy Cass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then the other side, it says, um, it says manners. Which I, that's kind of, I don't like that one. That one's okay. dumb. I don't, I don't even, well, who cares about etiquette here? So I'll get no <laughs> Okay, this is a great one. Person you could beat up is on the right side. Oh, this is dangerous. A person who would beat you up is on the right side. So now, Christy, what she needs to do is give me a, go, uh, a hint. No, I give you a hint. <laughs> I was kind of hoping Christy would answer that. Um, okay, a person I could be. Okay, so then she's going to have to gauge where it is. A person who you could beat up, a person who'd beat you up. Okay. Um, Romeo. Oh, throwing shade. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So now you have to. Come here. Romeo would beat me up. No, no, no. This is, this is me. Oh, okay. You can't. Oh, don't open this. You got to do this. So now she's got to guess out of that hint. Person who could beat you up. I don't like this. <laughs> right there. Okay, I pick. Are you telling me Romeo could beat me up? <laughs> is he in here? There he is. Where is Romeo? Okay. We love you. We love okay, you. let's move on. Let's okay, move on. Move you on, ready? On, let's see what. Oh! oh, I got it. So it's on the blue. We are on the same page. We're on the same page. But the point being is this. And love you, have... Romeo. Sorry, Romeo. <laughs> we'll spar after service. Um, the point being is some, a lot of us enter into the year just as like a guessing game. And what we want to do is equip you today and, and not just uh, enter uh, the year with a guessing game, but really enter the year with a game plan. Yeah. And, um, and so today uh, our text is out of James 1. Christy, you want to read Yeah, that? so we're going to read a couple versions. So we're reading out of the book of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and this is the message. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let's let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. And what we love about this is I believe that today is the time for us to challenge ourselves, to allow things to come out into the open whether it's you evaluating it individually with God or having a conversation to allow God to show its true colors, to reveal things to you. And then I'm going to read out of James 1 again, the NIV version. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Why are we reading this? Is because we believe God wants to develop you this year. That God wants to mature you. He wants, when I think of the word perseverance, you finish. You have that willpower. You have that strength. You have that determination. You focus. You have the grit to not start something and quit. You know, I have a line with our daughter. I say all the time, don't quit before you start. So you can get past that January 19th. And that, honestly, when you look at this, if you're honest with yourself, asking God, what is something that you're calling me to this year, in this season? Yeah, and I, I think when I read this scripture, the word testing out of the NIV in verse three, says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And so what we want to do at the beginning of the year is just ask you this, when's the last time you tested yourself? Okay, and one thing Christy and I learned, and we've told you this in the past, uh, but we learned, what well, we made Again, this is not against anybody. This is for us. We learned for ourselves in 2020 that we are not called to be homeschool parents. We have a, a whole that level became, of respect for people that are. That we became are not a that. test for us. We failed. <laughs> we failed. We failed. We started Miserably. on January 1st and we failed by the 19th. <laughs> How did we fail? Uh, we, oh, I, you know, I don't really want to bring that up, but anyway. We trusted our kids no, too we, much. No, we did. We, we trusted our kids too much and we realized that. And, and what we didn't do along the way was we didn't evaluate them nearly enough. You know, like we are parents that, yes, are involved with our kids. But for some reason, when we, you know, bought the curriculum and taught them how to do it, we were like, ready, set, go. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we failed miserably. Um, and that's what I'm saying is with that is, is in 2023, as we begin, this is a great moment to evaluate. It's a great moment to test ourselves and where we're at in all these different areas so that we know where we go from here. Yeah, and I think testing too, along the lines of homeschooling, why it didn't work is we bought the curriculum. We bought the stuff. We, we thought we set it up for success, but we didn't. We didn't buy the merch. We, we should have. Yeah, the, yeah, okay. We should have bought that. That would have been good. Um, but ultimately, it was the daily check-in. It's, it's like you buying a Bible and sitting on your shelf and you're not opening it. Or buying the planner. How many of you buy the planner every year? I've bought like five planners in a year and I still don't use them. I've learned use Google Calendar on my computer. It works. 
but it's still that evaluation. It's that daily routine. It's establishing a rhythm, and that's what we want to challenge you today. So we want to evaluate. We want to take an evaluation, a test with you right now. So this is where it comes in for you to take notes. There's a pastor named Chris Hodges. He has this evaluation. And I took it last year for the first time, and now I have committed to taking this test every single year. And I think it's a really good start to a year for you to set time aside. So even right now, as you take notes, it's going to be, we're going to break it down in 12 categories in your life. And I want you to do two things. I want you to grade yourself in all 12 categories. So A, a B, a C, a D, or an F. You can throw in a plus or a minus in there if you're one of those people, okay? (laughs) And then secondly, I want you to write one sentence with every single category with a, maybe a statement of how you can do better, how, what you can work on, okay? So you're going to grade yourself, and you're going to put a one, one sentence next to it. And, and if you're anything like me, that's very difficult to mm-hmm. do in the moment. Yep. So some of you are like Christy that can do that. For the rest of you that are like me, this would be a great thing to do when you get home. When you wake up tomorrow morning, when you go to bed, you know, so just. Yeah, so we're giving you this information, but honestly, it's really healthy even just now if you think, when am I going to set time aside in the next seven days to evaluate my life? This is like you have a dashboard of your life and you're checking the dials. You're checking how you're doing. Okay. Now you're being too nice. All right. Two days. They got two days max. All right, babe. For all those, any procrastinators out there, can I hear No, no one. Yes, I see that hand, Jace. Okay, so the first one, number one, is your faith life. How is your relationship looking with God right now? So when you think about your relationship with God, are you reading your Bible? Are you setting time aside to pray? Are you talking with him? Are you worshiping him? Okay, so grade yourself. Faith life. Number two, your marriage life. If you're not married or you have a significant other, it's your significant other. So what does your relationship look like with your significant other? And then write a statement below on how you can make it better. Number three, your family life. So when I think of family, you're looking at what does your relationship look like with your family? This can be with your children. If you're a grandparent, it's your grandkids. It can be your parents your cousins, your aunt and uncle, or just who is, your, who is in your family and how does your, those relationships look? So you can even write those names down and grade each relationship. I've heard um, Pastor Chris say too that he has a goal of having one-on-one time with his children and his grandchildren. So he checks in as he's scheduling those things. Number four, your office life. So if you work or you're going to school or you have a job, what does your office like look like? And then I want to ask you this. Are you overworking? Or have you been overworking? Or are you underworking? Do you need to step it up a little? And what does your life look like when it comes to your work? Number five, digital life. Your time on your devices. So what are the devices in your life? Is it your phone? This can be your TV. Are you watching Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, TV, football games? Yeah, I mean, coincidentally, I think on Sundays, we get a notification, most of us, maybe iPhone users, that say how many hours you've spent during the week. Has anybody hit (laughs) that? You know what I'm saying? I mean... I mean, there's like Apple and then there's the Holy Spirit and maybe they're working together on that a little bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> the makers of Apple are Christian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then social media. What social media platforms are you on? What is, how would you grade yourself with digital life boundaries? Okay, number six, ministry life. And I have the tagline here, my purpose in life. Do you know your purpose? Are you living out your purpose? And some of you are like ministry life. Like I'm not in ministry. You are. So are you serving God with your purpose? Are you serving here at Echo? Are you serving in your community? We're all called to do something. So maybe even writing down something and how you can make that better. Number seven, financial life. And then I have some subcategories here. What's my earning, my spending, my saving, and my giving? I'll say those again. My earning my spending, 
my saving and my giving. And even grading those one through four, what, what order they're in. Are they in the right order? And then even just taking it a step further of making a fresh commitment with God. God, how can I give more this year? Whether it's giving of your tithe or offering. Because we're called to be generous. Is this helpful? You guys enjoying this? Who likes tests? Who likes some evals? I love it. If you're not writing them down, obviously a great opportunity. Yeah, you can take a picture on the screen. Take a photo. Okay. Number eight, your social life. My time with friends and others. Are you making time for people? When you look at your life in a week or a month or a quarter, are you setting time aside to spend with the people that you love? Because your tech, your devices, that doesn't count. So, well, I'm texting my friends. Now, when's the last time you physically spent time with people that you love? And then also, is your social life healthy? Who are you spending time with? Are you spending time with people that are building you up or tearing you down? Or if you were to grade yourself on who's getting the most of you, because maybe you're scheduling, maybe you're hanging out with the wrong people. For me, when I write this, I write down the people that I want to prioritize and, and spend quality time with. Number nine, your attitudinal life. Did I say that right? Attitudinal life. So your approach to life. What does your overall attitude look like right now? Where is your headspace? How are you feeling? How are you handling things? Are you dwelling? Have you been dwelling on things in the past? Are you choosing to be grateful or have joy every day? Number 10, your creative life. So how are you doing with chasing your dreams, planning for your future? This is beyond just being a creative person. It's just the creativity, the things that set you apart. Are you writing? Are you spending time writing? Are you, writing, are you creating the things that God's called you to? What I love about the, the creative life concept is living within a society that is so consumerist-based, creative is your opportunity to create. Y'all know what I'm saying? It is so easy to just consume everything around us. And, and, and I think it's very important to check our dial where it is on the creative life. Like tr- truly, what are you creating? You know, we're not just called to be consumers. We're called to, to create. So I, I, I just want to double down on that a little bit. I think that's extremely important. Brings life to me, I know that. Number 11, your mental life. What does your mind and what does your thoughts look like right now? What are you thinking? Because we all are. Are your thoughts healthy or are they unhealthy? And then the last one is your physical life. The best one. Just kidding. Your body. How are you doing physically? How is your body? Are you feeling tired or exhausted? Are you feeling tapped out? Are you sleeping well? Are you, are you scheduling sleep? How is your overall diet look like? What are you consuming every day? Are you physically working out? So those are the 12. So definitely schedule time to evaluate. I, I love the challenge of even if you came in a car with someone today, talk to them about it. Set time aside. Last year when we did this for the first time, Andy and I processed through it. We processed it with our team and just... You know, let people into your life. Have that accountability. Yeah, and this is a lot of information, and 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 we don't expect that you 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 dial in the dials here overnight. But I think this is a great uh, resource that we could use for the rest of our life to be able to check up um, every now and then. And I know Pastor Chris, as he was preaching. And speaking through this message, he says he sits down every month and he evaluates the dials and, and whether they're at where they're supposed to be. And, and, um, and what I like, uh, and, and the reason why I like this as a tool is it helps me be specific in the areas of growth that I want to grow in. Y'all know what I'm saying? It, it, it's so easy to vaguely look at my life and, and, and go, okay, I got it together or I don't have it together or, or maybe the majority of it is like, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, you, you know, you know you, some of you ask 
people, how are they doing? And they say, okay. You know, it's, one of the, it's so easy to just kind of be in the middle of the road. And, and, and so going back to that Inc.com uh, article that I had made reference to the, the uh, January 19th reference is, is if 91% of people are going to give up on their resolution, their growth plan or the things they want to accomplish in 2023, we must ask the question, how can I become a part of the 9%? How can I become a part of the 9%? And the article breaks down this idea that it says this, it says, set specific and challenging goals. If we're going to be one of the 9%, we're going to be a part of the 9%, research has found that when people follow these two principles, uh, they set specific and challenging goals, and it leads to a higher performance 90% of the time. And then number two, they suggest this, is once you specify those challenging goals, uh, focus on smaller goals that will help you achieve the larger goal. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, like Rome wasn't built in a year, right? We know that. And, and, and you know, so many, if you're anything like me, when, when I was in college, man, I could just, I had this, this deep desire to, to be 10 years ahead, 15 years ahead. And, and now that I am that, you know, and uh, uh, maybe plus some, uh, I realize that it has been a weekly grind. It's been a yearly grind and, and those kinds of things. And, and so when I think about, you know, a goal that, that I had set this last fall, uh, it, it, was, it was I wanted to bike 2,000 miles on my trainer over the winter. And so as I thought about that, it wasn't just a number that I threw out there, but I, I, I literally thought like, okay, now if I bike uh, five days a week for the next six months, then I should probably try to bike about 100 miles a week. And if I do that, then I'm going to achieve the 2,000-mile goal. Yeah. You all get what I'm saying there? And so, it's, so be specific to become a part of the 9%. And then the last thing that this article had presented, and this is where I really want like, to... to and my prayer is this, is that this is adopted in this side, of, in this community is that we don't come up with just a resolution. We're not, in, we're not interested in a resolution. We're not I mean, interested in just coming up with a bunch of goals, but we're interested in pointing people and pointing you in the right direction and helping you with the next few steps. I don't want to just come up with a resolution. What I want to do is this. I want to have a direction and then I want to do this together. And, and as I was praying, as I was seeking the Lord, as I was thinking about uh, this series that we're going to talk about and, and be a part of for the next month or so, is this, is, is I feel like God is calling us to get closer to Jesus. But not just like that individually. Get closer to Jesus together. Come on, somebody. Now, I don't want 20... 23 to be like the past years where, where maybe we had that as a resolution. That was a really great idea, but we did it by ourselves. I feel like Echo Church is the way it is. Because, and, and if I look at like, like you know, uh, uh, some of the positives or the upsides of Echo is because we're in this together. Yeah. And that's what I want to do is I want to lean in and I want to do this together. So if there's three steps. Okay, so the problem is this, is most of us quit before we even really start, okay? Number two, the idea is to make specific and challenging goals. And then number three is this, invite someone into those goals. That's, the problem is this, most of us quit, okay? The, the, the solution is this, let's do this together. Let us do this together. And so that, asks, that really just presents this idea, like, well, with who? Who is that? And, and what I would hope is that, that we would say, you know what, we're going to do our, we're, we're going to, you know, for, with people that we trust, we may evaluate those dials. Mm-hmm. With people that we care for, we're going to, to, to ask them to be a part of the play. And then when, when we realize like, okay, we're a church, okay? We're, we're, we're unashamedly a church. We want to help you get closer to Jesus. We want to help 
And we want to be the guide to help you dial in that dial specifically, your relational, uh, your, your God relational dial. We want you to help dial in your spiritual life, those kinds of things. And, and I just think we can do that and we need to do that together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even if you were to, when you're looking at your 12 categories in your life and identifying what's the one that I want to focus on right now. Now, obviously we are pastors here talking to you at church. So our heart is to grow closer to God. And I cannot tell you how many times I have conversations with people who are, who feel unequipped or feel unqualified when it comes to your own personal faith or even understanding the Bible. So even me this year, my goal is a, it's a very practical goal, but I haven't done it. It's to read the Bible in a year. You know, and there's a lot of you in this room. I was celebrating alongside you as you were sharing yesterday that you finished, you completed the Bible recap. Shoals are some of them, Liz and um, Adrian, and there's people in the church that just did that. And I just want to invite you to join me in this next year. So I have this dream, reading the Bible in a year. Okay, so a lot of times we make this goal and I'm like, let's go. And then it, it stops there. But in order for me to physically read the Bible in a year, I have identified, I am using the app. It's gonna read the Bible to me. It's on version. You can search Bible recap, okay? I am going to have it play the second I get up in the morning and I'm getting ready. So it's gonna, the word is gonna be reading. The Bible's gonna be reading to me while I'm getting ready. Then I'm gonna, I drive my daughter to school every single morning at 7.30 in the morning. And so when I'm driving home, I'm gonna listen to the devotion. It's on like all the podcast platforms of the explanation of what I just read and listened to, okay? So I have broke down, when am I doing it? How am I doing it? And then I'm gonna take a step further. I'm inviting you in. And I wanna read the Bible with other people. Cause guess what? We cheer each other on. And then if Christy Cass gets three days behind, I'm, I'm getting caught up, but I'm not gonna quit. You know, and I also am a competitive person. So if I put it out there into the world, aka you, I I don't want to quit. I don't want to fail. But I think a lot of times, like I'm on the end where I have this huge list every year. We go into the new year and I'm like, I really want to do these things. I have the 12 categories. I have things every year that I want to tackle. And I'm there. And then there's some of you in this room, you're like, yeah, I don't even have a dream. I don't have a goal. Like I, I already, you're already quitting in your head because of past failures or lack of support. But we're here today to challenge you to let people in, to tell one person today, who is one person that you want to check in? It's giving permission. Andy can ask me, how are you doing with the Bible recap? And it's not going to be, why are you being my parent? Why are you checking in? (laughs) Why are you being my pastor? She's being a little optimistic today. (laughs) I'm going to lovingly tell him how I'm doing. But, but honestly, and that's the thing too, is Andy's not my enemy. He is my fan. He is a believer in me. He believes in me. He wants to help me. But what we do is we push people away or we don't want the accountability. Allow people to hold you yeah, accountable. Allow God to hold you accountable. And I'm not saying all of you need to read the Bible in a year, but guess what? I want to understand the Bible more. I want to chew on the word and set time aside. I want my girls to hear the Bible playing while mom's getting ready. I want them to have that memory where maybe they join me. What I want you to hear today is this, is your first things and your last things might be the most important things in your life. I'm a little sentimental today because uh, about a month ago, just chat with my mom on the phone And she told me that I didn't know that they were doing this. My dad and my mom had been waking up recently and reading the Bible together. And as a son, that pierced my heart. But it brought me back to how I grew up in the home and how my mom and my dad followed Jesus. My parents at this point are at an age where we don't know how many more years are. I struggle because they're watching this online. So my mom says, 
so we're reading this, we're reading the Bible, but like, man, we have so many questions. Like, do you have a favorite Bible? And, and, and I kind of like ghosted her and I didn't really respond to it because I knew what I wanted to do is I wanted to buy a Bible for them and present it to them while we visited them this last week. And uh, what I did is uh, I had my girls write on the outside of it. And when they opened on the inside, I wrote on the page that was presented from. I said, Mom and Dad, I say thank you. Because you gave me my first Bible. And quite possibly, this may be your last. And I just said, I said this, thank you for being a model. And we were crying together there in that moment and and I just I don't want to live another year as a church not putting the most important things in front of us okay all those dials are important but come on everybody like would you follow Jesus this close this year would you seek him first would you buy into this idea that the things that you do first in your day tomorrow might be the most important thing that happens all day long? And then just before you go to bed, maybe quite possibly the last thing is the most important. And, and that's why I'm inspired by my parents that, man, like, I'll buy them 17 Bibles if they remind me that they're reading it every day together. That's the type of person I want to be. We're doing this series because of them. They inspired me to be a person that isn't just doing faith alone, but we're doing faith together, somebody. Mark 6, Jesus summons the 12, 670, and he sends them out in two. And he says this, leave behind the things that you think you need, but go together. I mean, they had limited luggage, right? But, but, uh, and they had, to leave, they had to leave their bread. They had to leave their money. They had to leave their extra shirt. But what they had was each other. And then all of a sudden, the faith world is, is, is thrown upside down. And John the Baptist is beheaded. And, and then they come back to gather with Jesus and, and kind of, you know, gather and get back on the same page. And then Jesus says, I'm going to go pray. And you go across the water in a boat and then what happens next another storm hits them and what I want you to hear is this they overcame the tension of John the Baptist being killed murdered they overcame the boat in the storm why because they were together and that's what I want to do as a church I want to lean into the idea of Acts 2, 42 that says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of the bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And listen to this, all, not some, all of the believers together had everything in common. And you know what happened? They changed the world. And I want to be the conduit in Rochester to bring change through Jesus Christ into a community that doesn't just need medical help. They need spiritual help. Come on, somebody. I want to be that type of church. And I'm asking you, or we're asking you, would you want to join us in the process? I'm asking you this, is would you get in the bus? And will you just tail Jesus really close this year with me? You tailgate with Jesus this next year. And we would just would lean in and obnoxiously get so cl- close to how he's driving us forward. Jesus, today, we, we thank you for Pastor Chris and the dials that he presented to Christy and I really in a message that, that, that we could do the same thing here today. And God, I just pray that every single one of us would um, take a good hard look in the mirror today on all of those specified areas 
And God, it's, it's not just our goal to figure out what we're doing, but it is our heart that we invite you into every single one of those spaces to turn those dials and motivate us and speak to us and guide us to become the people that you've called us to be. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I just feel too, there's people in this room right now. You can all stand, by the way, we're gonna close in song, but I just feel like there's people in this room that you don't believe you can do it. Like just even the attack in your mind right now, I just want to speak to that, that it's a lie and that God is here today and he's telling you, you can do it and that you are enough and that you are qualified and that you can focus and that we are already celebrating where you're going to be in one year from today. And so I just want you to, as we sing this last song, to release the lies that are going on and to name them and say they're a lie. And even if it's going home and it's writing on your mirror, I can do this. I am qualified. I am called. I am enough. I am loved. I am seen. I just want to speak life over you right now because it's not me speaking, it's God. And to let God make way and to let God win. I'm sick of the enemy winning these battles. I'm sick of us minimizing how we approach our day, how we minimize how we approach the end of our day. What is God calling you to right now in this moment to leave behind, to depart from, to get rid of, to walk away from, for you to be able to walk into freedom, to walk into life change, and to walk into the, God, the life that God's calling you to. So I just want to speak that right now, that you are enough and that you are seen in this moment.
first had kids and somebody said to us the days are long but the years are fast the years fly by and I think sometimes we are too quick to let the days just go and then we look back and we're like well the years they just flew by it's such a quick process and so I think about this last year and I just I think about my wife saying hey we should I'm going to do this bible study thing this next year she talked to me last December she's like do you want to do it And I'll be honest, my first reaction was like, probably not. So she's like, just here's what I'm going to do. So I'm like, well, I better check it out. Dude, it's like the best devotional life I've ever had this year. Like, uh, I've been studying the Bible for more than half my life. And I just feel like this year, and it was because Jamie's like, hey, you want to do this thing? You want to try this out with me? And then we could check in with each other. And I was thinking about this year. There's a couple times I was texting my buddy Randy. I was like, Randy, today's reading was weird, wasn't it? Like something crazy happened in the Old Testament, something we couldn't really understand. It's like, hey, wasn't that, wasn't that crazy? Wasn't that funny? I just think there's something so powerful in doing life together. Now, one of the things we do every week in church is we actually say a prayer together. And I want to encourage you, and I, want to, I just want to take a second before we say the prayer, which is there is no better way for you to start 2023 than taking a step of surrender with Jesus. And so those of you that are in the room that are like, man, we say that prayer, I've heard it, but it's just like, I want you to just take a second and be like, hey, I'm gonna, today's the day. And let's look back in a few weeks or a few months or a few years and be reminded that even though sometimes the days kind of feel like mud, the years feel like a highway. And we wanna see what God's gonna do in the next year or years going forward. So let's take a second and let's say this prayer together as just an opportunity to let go just a little bit more. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate with those people today. Come on.